I'm a child of the mother. I was born in 1994. How do I start? Poetry prescribed, pen perfectly poised. It was supposed to be you. I've always been shit at man. Was he ever scared? In this poem. Everything I want is already mine. Word Spoken Podcast. Yes, yes, yes. You're listening to the Word Spoken Podcast. The poetry podcast which brings you the best. I'm your host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on a sec. Let's switch it up and switch it up for one time only. You're listening to Word Spoken, the best poetry podcast in the world. I'm your host, A's, and you've guessed it right. Today we'll be reversing roles and chatting with the one and only Henry Beckwith and listening to the poetic talent of the creator of your favorite podcast ever, Word Spoken. The fans have wanted this for so long, and I know that for a fact because I've been a fan of you since I first met you and a fan of this podcast since it launched. So it's fitting that we're here one year on since our first episode and I'm interviewing you and the world gets to hear your talent. Just so you're aware, this episode was recorded before the recent London restrictions. In this special, we first of all get to speak about how Henry first got into spoken word, his style and poetic influences, why he started the podcast and what's kept him going throughout the year. He also has a taste of his own medicine with the 155 challenge. We get to know his eyes and ears and we get to hear his pieces, Forever I'll Be, 20 something and Yes You Are. Follow the man himself on all social platforms at Word Spoken Podcast and sit back, relax and enjoy the one year anniversary of Word Spoken. Kicked off by Henry's first poem, Forever I'll Be. All she's ever wanted is what's best for me. Forever flooding me with love, support and empathy. A mother's child in her eyes, forever I'll be. Forever I'll be. That boy slurping on my fish fingers and baked beans late for school as she's nudging my shoulders, trying her best to gently wake me. Running around the garden, collecting conkers, getting muddy knees, scared of the dark, pretending not to be, of bumblebees. Forever I'll be. That boy who can't sit still, fidgeting, untucked shirt, still managing to get scribbles a biro on his cheek. Somehow school trousers caped in dirt, falling over and pretending it didn't hurt. That boy, forever I'll be. Burning evenings in the sun, peddling my tractor round and around the garden, outside feeling free, whilst inside the house there's someone there making sure I'm all right, keeping an eye on me. Taking a couple year longer than the others to stop sucking my fingers. So she gave me this invisible nail varnish that tasted like off lemons, which allowed me to stop. And what I could accomplish that, I felt like there was nothing in my way of ever reaching the top. Because that boy, forever I'll be, jumping over sofas when she's trying to watch the TV, hiding under covers when she's trying to change the bed sheets, a cheeky little shit. Avoiding any glimpse or glances of seriousness, devoid of any symptoms or lack of love's deliriousness. When I'd get like this, she'd call me French bread. Because the French word for bread is pain, spelt like pain. And I didn't know because I hadn't linked that chain from my French classes yet. If she didn't want to play football with me, she'd say she couldn't because she had a bone in her leg. And I'd nod in understanding whilst not really understanding that we, of course, all have bones in our legs. One day I'd realise this and we'd giggle about it so much until tears were shed. Because after love... The next best thing you can give a child is humour and she would laugh till it consumed her whilst I soaked it all up like a Henry the Hoover. Because that boy, forever I'll be. Growing up too far, she holds me close to make it last and I push away. Teenage years and I'm getting angsty, feeling overgrown and itching to ditch this name just because I think it's lame. 
18 now and I start to think that that boy is in fact gay. Dreading the day, I see the look on her face, but eventually plucking up the courage and essentially realising that everything's going to be okay. That is after a couple of awkward questions and answers are out of the way. Because that boy, forever I'll be, bumbling around astray, travelling this world, making her heartbeat skip and sway, falling in and out of love. The drug-like rise and the sobering plunge, she's an extended arm to soak up my tears like a sponge. But my mum, forever she'll be. Point him in the right direction, my guiding light, my calming tone, not a house nor a town, but the closest thing I've come across to the very definition of home. For that boy, forever I'll be slurping on my bait beans, late for school as she's nudging my shoulders, trying her best to gently wake me, running around the garden, collecting conkers, getting muddy knees, scared of the dark, pretending not to be of bumblebees. Forever I'll be. In the loving, caressing care of a mother, one of a kind, 007, cause a bond like this is truly like no other. Yes, 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 Henry, how are we doing? What a poem. Thank you very much, mate. Um, yeah, this is kind of weird, isn't it? This is very weird, but you know what? I'm liking it. Glad to have you on. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, honestly, um, I love Forever I'll Be. Uh, one of those poems where it just evokes straight childhood nostalgia, you know, like mm. some of those lines, like scribbles of biro on his cheek and invisible nail varnish that tasted like off lemons. You know, it's just so pure. And I'm sure it's something that we can all relate to. Um, one thing I really wanted to do straight off the bat is split this special episode of ours into two parts essentially yeah learning more about henry the poet himself and word spoken as two separate entities i mean are you all good with that i'm fine with that you're mate you you far away love that okay. you're in the driving seat on this one how like are you feeling about that is it a bit weird uh, i'm nervous i want to do can i say that it's weird for me yeah. being the guest because you've been you've been kind of like wanting to do this for a while right and we mm. this is the third this, this it was third time lucky we were trying to do this over and over again and kept pushing it back so look we eventually got it down and i i feel just as weird being yeah. the guest <laughs> on my own show um so yeah but i just i'll say straight straight off the back um thanks for coming on doing this this is fun no i appreciate you having me on yeah and like it's just quite thanks, weird being the thanks, other way around thanks for trusting me bro like well i, I mean I'm, I'm i haven't said i trusted you no okay we'll have to wait and see <laughs> guys if you like this uh episode again like comment share subscribe <laughs> yeah. all, the, all the usual um yeah um i really wanted to just start straight with just learning more about you because i feel as though you know people have listened to this podcast for a year now mm. and none of them or well, not many of them have learned the true you mm. you know so <laughs> i know <laughs> so here we're gonna get into the nitty gritty i'm getting exposed, exposed on my own thing yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna do all the fans justice with this i, I hope oh, all the fans all the fans yeah <laughs> um well what or who inspired you to start writing in the first place especially with a piece like that yeah um so how did i start writing honestly what it <laughs> The, well, the very first poem I ever wrote was actually, uh, more of a rap. And, uh, I was working at the time for a company called Gala Bingo. 
And um, I wrote basically a rap all about being Gala, being a player on galabingo.com. Nice, nice. And I showed it to my colleagues one one lunchtime and they were like, Henry, that's really quite funny and quite good. Um, do you mind doing it at the Christmas party? I was 18 years, like years, years old. Yeah, it like, was young. my first job. Yeah. And um, uh, I ended up performing my gala bingo rap at the gala bingo christmas party um and that was the first piece i mean it was super silly it was a complete <laughs> piss take but but that was probably the first piece uh that was like think something that i had written yeah. and then it was actually whilst at that same job a few years later um during the days i would find and this is a bit of being a bit honest here but i would find myself okay. like on a little notepad in the corner of my screen like, i'll say this it was during my breaks yeah <laughs> not um, working writing Hardly working working hard exactly <laughs> writing poems when i was at my desk and um, i think the first one was actually um it was called friday and it was um taking the piss out of people that come in on a friday at work and just say the day of the week because it was like an interesting thing to say yeah. oh friday yeah. um so it was that and i i wrote that um and I would only record them like as like a voice note on my phone and then just send them to a couple of friends. And that's... Does this include Maddie Haynes? From our uh, I hadn't met her yet. I hadn't okay. met her yet. This was when I was still living with my parents. I see. Um, down in the south of Spain, where they live. Big up. Yeah. Guys, if you didn't know, Henry is fluent in Spanish. And if you haven't well, heard his Spanish raps... Oh I my was. God. I was. was. Yes. I feel like I'm slightly less fluente nowadays. <laughs> uh, I saw a really good poem from you uh, mm. in Spanish while you were in Spain. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, was, that was my first open mic after all the carnage that was locked down for so long and it felt amazing and I was in Spain so I was like well I better do my Spanish one because otherwise the crowd wouldn't understand a word I said yeah. <laughs> yeah. but everyone here listening I'm sure you understand Henry perfectly because he has a cadence to his his poems and obviously straight off off the bat humour like <laughs> I love that about you and about your your style it, it's very unique and I think that's what resonates with so many people not just myself you know um Thanks, also man. one thing that you do mention in your poem and obviously me and you we've spoken about it before you've opened up to me you've opened up to so many people and you touch on it in other poems as well but it's your sexuality mm -hmm. you know i mean does how much of that influences your writing you know do you, yeah yeah i mean that's uh it's kind of a weird one because like i uh when I first came out, so I say in that first piece, I was like, well, I'm 18 and I realized that that boy might be gay. I think I actually didn't actually uh, tell my parents until uh, it was first year of uni. So it was probably a year later. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I didn't tell them. I didn't say, mom, dad, <laughs> I'm a gay person. Um, <laughs> Not the traditional movie. No. Way, yeah. it, well, I mean, it was similar. I, I, I waited till we were in like a public place. We were in a restaurant. So okay. I thought that would be a bit of a safe place. But what I said was, look, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing someone and I can like remember. I mean, shout out to my parents because they will be listening Jeez, for sure. On. The um, so don't worry, guys. You're not, you're not, you're not getting judged for this, but it was quite funny because they were, I can like remember them saying like, Oh, who is she? When, when's she going right, to come okay. out and like come yeah. and see us? And I remember just saying, uh, he's called, and then oh, I won't say his name, but he's called so-and-so. And then, so that's how I came out. And, and, and I, I preferred that because it wasn't a label. I wasn't, I'm this, I'm that. I'm just saying I'm seeing a guy. Absolutely. Um, and I felt that was kind of better. And then I would say probably how it's influenced my writing. I've explored my sexuality through my poetry. I think I've written, um, 
quite a few pieces. I mean, some of them are pretty vulgar, as you know. But Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> they go down a hoot with the yeah. audiences, though. <laughs> I've written, like, a few uh, which kind of mention it. I, I guess I use it as a tool to explore my own boundaries. But I must admit, having done that for a few years, I'm, I'm actually still a little bit confused if i'm honest confused yeah i mm. like I, the, the one thing i can't get past this is more of a recent thing i'm mm. bloody 26 as um yeah uh is uh i don't like i don't like kind of being stamped with something because i feel like, in a box almost yeah, yeah i and there's some people that do and like those labels work for those people really well but um i think it uh i don't know it feels it feels a bit narrow for me but it's mm. Probably largely true. I don't know. <laughs> I get you. But obviously, like your sexuality is not the whole part of your identity. You know, like yeah. there's so much more to you than that. Well, that that's true. I mean, well, if people have seen me at an open mic, you wouldn't assume that. It's true <laughs> that. But I do like remember when I first kind of came, uh, was thinking about coming out. That was something that I was really worried about. About kind of becoming the gay guy in the mm. group or or like i mean i was terrified what my mates would think because because yeah. like i mean i didn't have a clue really until i was that age so tr- trust me none of my mates did of course um and so that was kind of weird but but yeah i mean i guess through my art form of spoken word i like to kind of shove it in people's faces a little bit um sometimes i get you i get you you need a usp don't yeah, you yeah <laughs> that unique selling point oh my god but it's it's not just about the writing obviously with poetry obviously with spoken words it's about the performance and you perform again that your usp is the style of your performance mm. i think that's what you know affects so many people in such a positive um dark sometimes like deep yeah. way you know well, the, the one the one thing i like so i'm not actually doing this piece today but the one the one thing i do quite like to do through my poetry is break people's misconceptions Mm. about uh people that are gay so like for example i've got a piece which is quite vulgar and it's so the like concept of is like a lot of rap music and it's all by straight people like like there's 99 percent straight people that rap and lots of it's quite vulgar and i'm fine with that but um society is not really used to exactly the same thing but told from a gay person's point of view so I, so yeah i like i like quite like to um be not what you think i would be based upon the label which i've sort of worn but sort of want to not wear mm, no i get you <laughs> you're breaking stereotypes bro oh you know me breaking boundaries breaking boundaries pushing the boat out <laughs> you heard it here first <laughs> yeah exactly but like with things like performance routine as well like how do you get into that because again, it's different from writing than it is to, you know, saying it aloud. It's such a big difference. Other, and honestly, yeah, you know, you're right. Um, and so I didn't, uh, I, I challenged myself one, one New Year's to, uh, perform at an open mic. Cause I'd had a couple of these poems, like the Friday one and, mm. and like a couple of others. Did you have French ensuite at that point as well? No, no, no okay. none of that had happened yet. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're going way back. Bro. We're going way back. Yeah. <laughs> and like, so I had a couple and I was like, look, I need to do this at an open mic. Um, and I'd, I'd oh, wait, never wait, wait, gone to an open mic. Are we, talking, are we about to say these heels? It wasn't that. No. Okay. Again, no. even further back. <laughs> even right, further okay. back. Damn, man. It was one called I fucked my ears and it was about having, <laughs> um, tinnitus which i have okay um and again it was trying to be vaguely light-hearted about it although when i look back on it now it was a little bit deep but i but, didn't but, know this about you man yeah mm. well yeah but the main the main thing that i kind of took away from doing it live was how 
visceral it is at mm. an open mic and how it's just i mean there's one thing recording voice notes on your phone and talking about nonsense but different you put yourself in front of a mic and it is terrifying mm. um so yeah i mean once but i mean i'm sure you'll be like this but once you've done it and you get that response from the crowd it's it's really addictive isn't it <laughs> yeah it's that i don't know what it is it's just that feeling those endorphins that you get as soon as you're off the mic and while you're on the mic even that like mini panic or just that feeling before you come on stage i don't know i can't explain it i don't know how do you feel does you, do you feel it ever varies for you or is it always the same yeah emotion? I, uh what prior to going on yeah yeah it's i don't know I used to, I used to get very nervous and then I kind of, the more confident, it makes sense, but the more confident I would get or the more, uh, how well I knew the piece that I was going to, to do would completely depend on my confidence. Like if it's a piece which I've got in the bag, like I just know it well, uh -huh. then I get up and I, and I, I know it's going to go smoothly, but otherwise it's, yeah, it's tough. I get you. Have there been ever, have there ever been? Any moments where you're like, shit, I can't do this or no, never, no, no. good. No, I've always, yeah, I've always, uh, I'm a bit of a show off. Aren't yeah. I? So, <laughs> so the moment I, I get, that. we love that about you. Man. The moment I get a bit of a crowd, I'm, I'm there. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever, do you ever feed off the crowd? Like you ever yeah. find moments in your poems? Cause I noticed with, um, some of your poems, <laughs> there are points that are perfect for audience interaction or, you know, yeah. you, you have which, a good pause or a silence for, cause you know that it's going to get good reaction. Which is actually what I found quite weird about putting my pieces together for this mm. because, uh, yeah, you were the only person in the room when it's I was just me <laughs> when I'm, when I'm doing them. So it's, uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, I, my favorite form to do spoken word is live for sure. Yeah. Like I, this podcast is fun, but uh, like, I way prefer doing my stuff with a crowd. And I, that's, I think that's why I started to, after having written it for a little while, I started to kind of go down the making people laugh route mm. because that's the more enjoyable side of it for me. Like, like it's contagious, lots of contagious. Yeah. And I don't know, it was like an ego trip, but when you make a group of people laugh, it's, it's, it, it, it's a, different thing to kind of making them pensive and deep like with some other deep stuff which uh -huh. happens at open mics and i think also one thing i started to realize having gone to loads of open mics was like i thought potentially too a too larger proportion of it was just like super deep and yeah. like which meant that the few people that came on that were funny were such a welcome break yeah um so i decided to want to be that person in like the lineup. That. It's that refreshing aspect because what I, what I notice, uh, with open mics is the versatility in each mm. of them. I mean, what, what open mic nights and poetry events have stood out to you? Like what have been your favorites? What, what do you, yeah. what have you, obviously, um, if you listen to this, you are probably listening to this while we're in lockdown. So mm -hmm. there isn't much going on, but yes. there actually are a few. Um, there are starting now, aren't they? Yeah, They're all just up. like minimum, num like ma maximum numbers, whatever. Like maximum, maximum numbers, minim minimal seats, um, social distancing, yeah. you know, all, 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 everything. They know. are kind of run well. I think, yeah. So favorite nights, I mean, it's been mentioned on the show a lot, but chocolate poetry club oh, is, uh, great. I, I think word up is another night, which, yeah. um, is is great uh byb as well i think it's really good i think i think if i had to i'm sure i've missed a couple there so sorry for that oh off the chest give a shout out to them the one the one the one thing that i um like in a night 
is a rowdy and vibrant crowd. Absolutely. And I think, to be honest, it's chocolate that gets the prize with that one. Like oh, that room 100. is intense. Yeah. Sean is often hosting it and no Sean... Mic. There's no microphone. And there's no microphone. That's another thing. Um, so, and, tra- and trouble tongues as well. Yeah. That's a good... So there are loads. I've definitely missed some there, but um, yeah, I, I like vibrant. I like a bit raucous, a little bit um, edgy sometimes. I like a variety. I want some deep stuff, but I want someone to get old smutty poem in there. Smutty poem. Yeah. What's the what's the craziest poem you've ever heard? Craziest poem you've I've ever heard. Listen to a heard. lot of poems. I have, especially doing yeah. this show. Crazy. <laughs> I don't know. Crazy. I mean. Um, there's so many different ways something could be crazy. Yeah. Um, but I think in terms of like wordplay, probably Woodsy. Mm. Um, He's just on our level. Just his wordplay is incredible. Yeah. Um, and then if I had to choose someone put to music that I think is the sickest, Sarah Callahan. Sarah Callahan. And I'm going to say Untitled Never Lost because Numbers is her most um, known known say. piece yeah. and it's 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 amazing. Yeah. But um, for me, I don't know what it is about the beat with her one entitled Untitled Never Lost, but it's one I come back to many, many times. So, yeah. I yeah. But is there anyone specifically who inspires you uh, at the start of your journey or even in more recent times? Any poets or even not even poets, could be artists, yeah, what inspires me? Um, George the Poet, classic, classic, but I just think he's amazing. I love his stuff. Um, uh, I love Kate Tempest as well. These yeah. are kind of like cliches, but these but are the, the big dogs. They are for a reason. The big dogs. Yeah. I think they're the best people to do this. Um, I don't know. In, uh, other than people I've met on, uh, yeah, I don't know who else other than that. I mean, other than the people I've said. Um, and oh, you, mate, you know, you've got to get What are you talking about, bro? Nah, (laughs) you inspire me. Like, honestly, there have been times where I've just wanted to sack it all in, but then I look at you and I think there is a brother who just wants to keep going no matter (laughs) what. And it's not just me, man. I've spoken to so, so many other people in the scene, outside of the scene, people that I've got onto this podcast, and they just say instantly, this guy. Henry Beckwith <laughs> has just got an energy and yeah. they're not even joking. They're just being dead, dead, deadly serious. Thanks, man. You know? So yeah, I'm just, I'm gassed. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I am gassed to be sitting here and you in the hot seat. Yeah. Um, but what we are going to do now is going to get into the next poem, which yeah. I'm so, can I swear? So fucking you excited. You can swear as much as you like. <laughs> this is not live on channel four, mate. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. But I am very, very excited to hear. Yeah. Um, from the one and only Henry Beckwith is 20 something. Yeah. So this is a new one. Um, I've more recently kind of going down the route of trying to be vaguely humorous. Yeah. I've added to the mixture, um, a little guitar lele, which is a mixture of a guitar and a ukulele. Oh, yeah. His, his name is Gary. Gary. Um, Gary the guitar lele. Um, and I've added that as a kind of element to my pieces more recently. And, what's the setup for this one basically uh i'm a 20 something so i'm kind of a little bit unsure of what my parameters are in terms of age like life it's kind of like you're at a crossroads but which one you're going down they're like formative years but Mm. we're also completely clueless like to what we're really doing so i tried to like capture that and as well like a bit of the time in this one 
Interesting preamble. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> well, here for you all to enjoy by Henry Beckwith featuring Gary <laughs> is 20 something. Cause I put the something into 20 something, the thing in something, the so in some. Cause I don't know what I wanna do, just that my agent and something and starts with two. I'm a mid-twenty misfit With a Fitbit Use it for the watch Cause I clock that it looks sick Lit Are types of words that I'm using Unironically in my whip As I'm cruising I say my whip But I really mean a zip car I don't have the money To be owning this car Rent's intent on making a dent Monthly wage got me spent As I'm counting every pence Yes rent God I'm never gonna own House prices rising Income stifling But don't worry It's a time of my life Who needs a mortgage When your avocados are ripe Am I right? Love life, I love to swipe right Plenty of fish in this sea But lately, all I'm catching is sharks Got a box full of matches But I'm looking for a spark Cause I put the something into 20-something The thing in something, the so in some Cause I don't know what I wanna do Just that my agent and something And start with two And they say 30s are the new 20s But that's just a lie to be let down gently And they say age is just a number well, that may be true, but it's one that increases. I work at a startup in a wee work. Each day we start working the wee work. When I say work, now I mean the past tense, cause our startup sort of started up, but then this pandemic really mucked it up. So we work from home, own loo, own slippers, own phone. Then we lost our jobs and now we need work. But have no fear. Dishy Rishi's got a cunning plan tucked behind his ears. Quarantine and furlough. If you asked me what those words meant last year, I'd have been like, I don't know. I thought quarantine was a type of orange. But we can all help out if we just eat out. The 20-somethings flock to the rescue. Then we get blamed for the rise. Plus, when I sneezed on the tube, no one said, bless you. Rude. It's true, this life's going to test you. When we had no loo roll, what did you do? There's a story for the grandkids. We, well, we use like um, magazines or uh, kitchen roll. Work pretty well. Um, yeah. What are magazines? Oh, it's like an iPad made out of paper. Anyway. Cause I put the something into 20 something, the thing in something, the so in some. I don't know what I wanna do, just that my agent in something and starts with two. And they say we will tire at 70, won't hit the pearly gates till we're nearing the century. And they say age is just a number. Well, that may be true, but it's one that increases. I'm 26. Hey, the 26-year-old Henry Beckwith <laughs> with vocals better than Ed Sheeran. <laughs> rapping. Oh, I just love that. Yeah, I think that the line was like, and they say is very much stolen from Ed Sheeran. So cheers, Ed. That was a good one. No, we appreciate you, Ed. We appreciate you. Uh, honestly, throughout that, I just, I was trying so hard not to click. You know, you're really clicking. I just miss it so much. Don't you miss it? Oh, yeah, for sure. I know. We've, we've been, we've been starved of our clicks, us, uh, vibrant poets, haven't we? Yeah. All the screams, all the shouting, mm. chair throwing. No, not chair yeah, throwing, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, now I want to learn more. And as I'm sure 
the rest of the world wants to learn more <laughs> about uh, the world, the entire world. The entire world, mate. Yeah. mate. This is the world's best poetry podcast. Yeah. You've had listeners from all over the world. I have seen your stats. Yeah. I'm not sure whether that's people traveling. Like, I, cause well, I, I thought of that, there actually. was one, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, 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 there was the one of everyone. I know world. I had, I had a friend from work, I f- thought who went traveling to Taiwan yeah. and I was looking at the stats once and I was like, I was like, Oh my God, I've got to listen in Taiwan. Yeah. I was like, great, let's break in the Asian market. And then I realized it was my friend just out there. Oh uh, no, bro. <laughs> I can guarantee you've broken the Asian market. Look at me. There's, a, there's an Asian guy sitting here right now interviewing you. Um, but yeah, no, just like what? genuinely inspired you to start word spoken in the first place and also i'm thinking why a podcast yeah so um i started the podcast because look i had been going to a lot of open mics i will say this i hadn't been going for very long it was six months after the first open mic i'd ever gone to and ever, which was which was poeticlopedia yeah in brick lane and uh, six months later, I started a podcast all about spoken word, mm. which is the most ridiculous thing because I knew nothing about it. Absolutely. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So I'll fully... Why would you even do that? <laughs> I will fully admit. I, I don't know why, but, but the, the, the reason why I did it is I saw that there was so much talent on the scene and I was amazed that I had not really seen this art form mm. on like... Uh, like it didn't have a digital foot, like footprint that I felt that it needed. Like there was so much talent. There were so many amazing people performing at these open mic nights. So I was looking through YouTube and looking for podcasts to kind of get that spoken word kind of feeling, but outside the setting of an open mic. And I, look, I found some and like there are some and yeah. some of them are really great, but I just felt like there wasn't enough. So I, wanted a creative like thing to you get saw going the gap in the market yeah, yeah i just did it and i asked you and i knew i i'd met you, you, you knew i, I kind of yeah. knew you say yeah <laughs> so i asked you and you did say yes i was like yes i've got a guest of course um man. and i see something special brewing in in the midst like you, you just can't say no you know you've got <laughs> yeah and look this faith. is a year pretty much a year on and we're exactly in the on. same studio yeah um shout to, out to the two bedroom <laughs> the ends yeah so it, uh, i'm i'm glad i did i'm glad it did it i'm i'm really glad you you, you did uh, as i'm sure thousands of others have <laughs> i mean i I've, I've seen your stats bro don't 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 lie to them don't lie to them but mm. um i think with podcasts what's interesting is you know, people can come up with the idea of a great podcast and they can start it and it, you know, starts flying. But what's the difficult part of that is continuing it, you mm. know, like carrying it on. Like, not only why did you start it, but, you know, why have you maintained it? Honestly, like, you know, and kept it going, especially during lockdown. Because, you know, yeah. getting to one year is a fucking huge milestone. Right? <laughs> I know. I mean, I, I must admit, during the peak of lockdown, I did have a bit of a break. Had about a couple of months off. Because prior to that, it was every week for like uh, 20 weeks in a row. Yeah. And we were so grateful. <laughs> yeah. Keep it, no, that's a lie. 30. Because during lockdown was around 20. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It was, I basically started doing it weekly and then realized, oh, I don't want to stop doing it weekly now, but the weeks go by. There are only seven days in a week. Yep. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, yeah, I, I, I think the reason I kept, kept it going was, um, I wanted to get better at it. I think is mm. the main thing. Like, um, I, as, as great as you were on the first app, I cannot listen to it because I think, 
I, I, I think I'm rubbish on it. Well, yeah, you were. We You've were, like we were said both novices. Yeah, like, but no, but I, you, I, I said I've always said that you were incredible on that. No, like, you have, and that's very kind. Yeah. But but it's but it but it's just whenever I listen back to stuff much like from a while oh, ago, yeah, of course you improve. I kind naturally. of cringe out at it. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And I so I so I, that that's why I kept. It, this is probably really selfish, but that's why I kept it going. Is I but, wanted to get better at it, and also uh, there's 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 no shortage of of talent. Like there's no shortage. There's still so many people that I could get on mm. and want and like want to get on. Mm. So like, I just kept on being like, oh, he'll he'll be really great. Oh, she'll she'll be amazing, you know. And so like, I never I never found myself without um, a guest in the like coming up that I was really excited to get on. Basically. Yeah, but even with obviously you know society changing as we know it. Mm. Um, you know, people going on furlough. Obviously, I'm, I'm, you know, you balancing your work life with with poetry in the podcast. Like, yeah, how did that all come into play? Did it ever affect you? Are you sure you never wanted to just suck it all off? Um, no, <laughs> no, like, I like the honesty. Um, no, because well, what I would say has happened kind of with lockdown is I I used to pretty much meet everyone that come onto the show with the exception of a few people that mm. we just linked up on social media. <laughs> but I met most people, including yourself at open mic. So what's been a little bit harder more recently is uh, finding aspect. new people yeah, because, because yeah, yeah. um, there aren't the nights to, to, to do so. Yeah. so. There's Instagram lives, but it's not the same. No, mm. no. And like the, the kind of main thing like that I'm thinking about when I'm like choosing someone on is like, um, are we going to have a good back and forth, like as a conversation? And, um, you can't know that from just an Instagram lab. You, you can with some people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Mr. Melise, I hadn't met before. I don't think we'd even spoken on the phone before okay. we came down and did the episode, yeah. but we had a conversation. I checked out his stuff and I knew he was going to be great. So it was, it was fine. Yeah, I like that. Well, I think with obviously the people that you've had on in the past, I mean, how do you choose? the poets that you want to be featured, you know? Yeah. And, and also how do you choose the order of the poems that get featured? You know? Yeah. I mean, so, uh, in terms of choosing the poets, like, honestly, the main thing I look for is someone that is like outward in the way, like they're, this is weird. How, how, how can I phrase this? People that give. Uh-huh. So when, when you're, when you're with someone and they engage with you and they just give, give, give. It's that energy in it. it like, is, yeah, I, yeah. I think it's just an energy. And that, and that's more about the like persona, like the personality that they mm. have. But in, but in, but in terms of the work, cause that's the, the primary thing is like, do I like their work? Mm. And it's completely subjective. Like it, it like, it's just whether I like it or not. But, but the main thing I look for in a, in a, in a poet, uh, and the ones which I really like are people that engage me from the very, very start. And so I'm, I'm actually, it's actually more about the performance for me than it is necessarily the kind of clever or like pretty writing. Like okay. that, like I'm more of a performance poet, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah, that's, yeah. so that's just what I tend to like. And I think that's what comes across better on a mic. Yeah. Um, because if you can't, obviously there is the YouTube channel, which I urge people to go and check out, but, um, subscribe. you know, this is, this is, this is basically a podcast. So I, but how, you can see Henry's beautiful face <laughs> on the YouTube channel. but how well will their work come across when it's just the audio? Cause not everyone will naturally translate well to a podcast format. Yeah. I get That's you. probably a subconscious thought. I don't actively think of that. Uh huh. Yeah. No, I completely get you, bro. Um, and the artists, obviously, you've inter- interviewed and taken in. Like, have they 
affected you or like inspired you or even even oh, altered the style of your writing 100%. and your performance 100 percent. yeah this is another this. reason why i keep i yeah. want to do it more is because with might, each, it must have yeah like 100 like because with each with each person that kind of comes down look they they come to what is literally my bedroom <laughs> like even though it doesn't look like it um they come to my bedroom and i sit down with them i hear them perform three pieces and i chat with them for, for roughly about an hour it's a very intimate thing to do with someone right mm. So, so from each, from everyone I've had, had on the show, I really like, you get to know them in a very personal way, intimate way, isn't it? very intimate yeah. way. And then also because I edit and go through all the things, I know their pieces really, really mm. well because I've listened to them so many times whilst doing the edit. So I find that from each poet, I learn a lot and I, for sure it shapes like my own work because it, I, I, I build on the bits from everyone I have on the show for sure. I like that. And then you become the ultimate poet in the world. That's why, that's why I do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to beat it. everyone else. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. Um, what have been your highlights throughout the whole, not even the season? Cause you've, you had two, a few seasons. Um, like every single episode you've ever had, there must be some moments where you just look back and you're like, raw, that was sick. Uh, highlights. I or even funny or even like emotional. Like. There's been, I mean, there's been some interesting bits. Like, you know, we've actually spoken about this since come up in the past, but I misgendered Tanaka Fuego yeah, yeah. accidentally of like, of course. And, um, I thought whilst that was very embarrassing for me personally and him, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like totally, um, it led to, I think one of the most profound conversations, profound conversations I've had. It. And it was really nat- uh, natural. And the way he kind of spoke about what it feels like to be misgendered and mm. how that can, uh, how that can affect him. I thought that that little snip snippet was probably one of the best bits. And it started from me being a Muppet. So I think that's probably the most insightful bit. Um, and then, I don't know, I, I, I don't want to pick one other person out and be like, they're the best. Yeah, but yeah. I often... But um, you've had some good memories here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I like that, I like that. For sure. I like that. Um, well, now we are going to go on to the hilarious, often <laughs> hilarious. I am uh, shitting myself yeah. about this. <laughs> you, know, you already know what it is, guys. It's the 155 Challenge. 155. Uh, so the 155 is the part of the show where we challenge our lovely guests to a quick fire free write. The rules are as follows. So you must pick one uh, word at random from the box in front of you and write mm-hmm. a piece all about that word. Truth. You have one minute, 55 seconds to complete this task, after which you solemnly swear to read it out loud. Do you, Henry Beckwith? <laughs> Do you solemnly swear to read it out loud? You absolutely nailed that, Ace. Well done. Yeah? Yes, okay. I solemnly swear to read it out loud. <laughs> I rate that. Um, okay. So. Oh, God, I haven't mentally like prepped myself love for you, this. Let me, let me. Honestly, right. the one thing I will say is I've been so impressed with everyone else that has done this. So now I'm throwing my hat into the ring. I'm feeling yeah, a little weird about this. Everyone who has done this has been fucking okay. phenomenal. So we expect big things from you. The word is space. Space. Ooh, space. I like that. Okay. So space. Okay. okay. Should we get one five five should, up should, should on the timer? The, yeah. Okay. So I, where am I going to go with this? I don't really know, man. Let's see what happens. <laughs> okay. So... Um, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Right. Space. Your time starts now. <laughs> I didn't even five. open the book first. <laughs> oh, he's writing. 
He's going for it. Oh. Wow, he's actually a fast handwriter. Um, oh, I need to come up with a, a fact about space. <gasps> um, I actually do have a fact about space, to be fair. There may be life on Mars. Space is completely silent. Nobody knows how many stars are in space. These are the space facts I've got off the top of my head. Let me see if Google has anything. Meanwhile, Henry is on fire. <laughs> oh, okay. Here's an interesting fact. So, about space, in the observable universe, there are an estimated two trillion galaxies. The International Space Station is the largest ever crewed object in space. And there you go, guys. If you didn't already know that about space, you now know. <laughs> How long we got left on the clock? 40 seconds left. Go on, Henry, you got this. Now you know the torment of what your guess. I know this is horrendous. Ah, <laughs> oh, this is horrible. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna hit you with some more space facts in the meantime. You've got 15 <laughs> seconds. The temperature in the void of space is about minus 270.5 Celsius degrees. Wow. There are an estimated 100 to 400 billion stars in a galaxy. Okay. You got five seconds. No! Four, three, two, one, and that is the one five five challenge. Put your pens down, lads. <laughs> oh my god, that is stressful, man. That was big. Oh my god, how are you feeling? Okay, look. The, the the one thing I also do is give people to, uh, time to read it through. Yeah. yeah okay, absolutely. so let me just read it through in my head. Oh god, this is terrible, man. <laughs> Guys, if you can't see on the camera, Henry's face is so jokes right now. <laughs> I my brain comes up with all sorts of nonsense. I've right? never you know seen what? you I'm like this, you know. I'm just, I'm I'm just gonna read it. Hell, man. I've never seen you like this. I can't remember how You're I shaking, ended you it. Shaking. Go on, guys. We okay. got him. You ready? Oh, well, One five five. Ready. Let's with go. the word space. Space. What are you gonna do? Time is elusive. I'm the soul on a shoe. Wear your clogs if you're if you're ever in the mud. Be who you are if you've ever feeling crud. Space is limitless. Um, are, are there aliens out there? Who the fuck knows? Life on Mars, I'll have a think whilst I'm chewing on my bar. What? Are you joking? <laughs> Come on, G. Oh my days. That was hard, man. That was so bright. That was stressful. That was sick. <laughs> what? Your your rhyme scheme as well. Uh, it's really hard to come up with that off the off the dome. <laughs> I don't know did that. I mean, it could be improved. Well, the, why why I find it hard to do this is uh, when I write, man. I I do a first draft and then it's boom, it's edited yeah, so yeah. much. So for me, just to free write is very rare. I don't do, do you, it. Do you free write often? Like, no. What's, what's your, no. So that's not my process. process. Yeah, talk to me about your writing process. Just a quick one. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> my writing process. I I normally just start with a note on a phone and mm. I just and I just jolt something down i think of something i jolt something down and then when it comes to actually making a piece it's going through all of that cutting editing shift it takes me ages yeah, it doesn't yeah, take yeah. me one minute 55 nah. um so it takes me ages I, I i pull together coherent enough bits for my notes on my phone and then decide it's a piece that's how i do it nice nice <laughs> nice okay after that um 
quite fire poem. <laughs> um, we're going to go into the next and final poem. I yes. Believe. So if you'd like to tell uh, our lovely listeners and watchers, yes. what is your third and final poem, Henry? So my third and final poem is, uh, again, another bit of a song. The last one's a bit more of a rap, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, but this one is a similar style, to be honest, but it's called Yes, You Are. Um, and again, it's a bit of a nod to the tongue and cheek side of myself. Um, and playing with people's per- perceptions of what they think I'm about to say. That's all I'll say about it. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I am super excited yeah. to hear this. The, the one thing I will say is, uh, if you are listening, go make sure you check I, uh, like IGTV and YouTube because I, I feel like this one is quite visual. I don't know. Yeah. So listen as well. That'd be fun. But IGTV on the Word Spoken Podcast. Word Spoken Podcast. But yeah, if you want to watch it, go and do that. It's called Yes, You Are. Yes, You Are. (laughs) There's a secret I've kept for many years, crossed by crippling thoughts and crumbling fears. Society's up against those like me. We're discriminated by the majority. I was around 20 when I realised I was like this Was terrified to tell my family despite it Being somewhat socially acceptable nowadays It's a fear you'll probably never know Tried not to wear certain clothes to make sure no one noticed Years of lying to myself and those who were my closest Friends I dropped to my knees and fell to the floor I couldn't take the pain, I couldn't take no more But now I stand proud to confess my truth I'm smashing the glass ceiling off a rhyme sake, glass roof And now I've come with my guitar lele To announce I'm a word containing both G and A Why? How do I say this? I'm a vegan. Yes, you are. 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 Yes, I'm environmentally conscious. Could sometimes be accused of being a tad obnoxious. But my meat-free, eggless, unbuttered health does make me better than you. So go yourself. My dog Martins are made with vegan leather. Though I'll admit they don't do so well in wet weather. I'll buy them even though they're same price, worse quality. Because that's the difference between people like you and people like me. I wouldn't sit on a seat if its cover once covered meat. The thought makes me shudder. I wouldn't put it in my tea if it once spilled from a teat or an udder. And if you think it's just a diet, well then, you're misguided. It's a lifestyle and a chance to say, hey mum, look what I did. If you doubt my severity, then you're misconstrued. I use vegan butter if I'm out of lube. Well, on that one, it, I don't know, it works really well. So, anyway, (laughs) if you doubt my severity, then you're misconstrued. I use vegan butter if I'm out of lube. I won't use the tube because it affects the mice. I won't clean machines because that would kill the life. (laughs) Why? Because I'm a vegan. Yes, you are. 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 But now there's this whole pandemic to quell. Yes, it's lunch at half past, a face mask and a hand sanitizer gel. Sometimes this life can be hell. Wanna throw back, go back to watching Saved by the Bell when I get locked down. But I get up again. And then it seems I get locked down again. Staying two meters apart ain't good for the heart. And I don't know when we'll have a night out again. So I'm sad and I'm lonely. Head to the fridge for something to console me. And I'm all out of vegan butter. 
It's been a busy few weeks. <laughs> but with no one looking, I fly off the hinge. Gobble cheese and milk on a pepperami binge. I nibble chicken and ham and eggs and lamb. I stuff a face with enemy animal I can fit in my hand. Cause I've just put things into perspective. And I think maybe I don't have to be so selective. There's so many things in life we'll have to go through. And maybe life's too short to stick to fucking tofu. But after that binge... Am I still a vegan? Yes, you are. Am I 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 basically the next bread of Thumbug? Yes, you are. Did I mention I'm a vegan? Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. I can't help but feel that that was taking shots at me. Yeah, you I mean, are. You're <laughs> you vegan, not you? You just you just performed that just because I'm here, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got the vegans worldwide. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I thought you know it was a good, slightly tongue in cheek. I don't know. Yeah. No, yeah. no, I like it. Um, the bar about vegan butter. Oh my days. My, so I, I sent when I, so I did that live at Trouble Tongues, right? And I sent a recording of it to my uh, parents, to my dad. And my dad was like, can you have a clean version? <laughs> like, and I was like, yeah, you I got can. a clean version. And then I was like, yeah, you can take out all of the swearing. And I was like, wait, but you want me to remove to, the bit about vegan to, butter? I'm like, nah, it's like the punchline, dad. <laughs> Fuck you, dad. <laughs> Yeah. Shout out to Henry's family. Um, yeah. Big- shout out to my, I'm going to say shout out to my dad here. Cause my dad, yeah. that my dad is someone that, um, uh, which I asked him to be, I asked him to be a critic of the show. So if he thinks an episode's not very good, he tells me. And yeah. I really appreciate that because you actually need that. You need that in your poet, in your poetry. You need I a agree. friend that can give you critique, but I also need it in this. So, um, yeah, my dad does that for me and, uh, I have to put my tail between my legs when he does so but then I learn from it so I like that um, you've got, you got someone in your corner just looking out for yeah. you because you, you know people want you to improve yeah. and that's all it's about like self-development critique I feel as though it's something that we could all learn from mm. you know um, uh, interestingly I've got a few questions from our lovely word spoken fans <laughs> around the world um, that I asked in Taiwan in Taiwan yeah. <laughs> shout out shout out uh, but yeah I put the, the question out there on my Instagram obviously uh, and obviously Henry did as well if we've got any burning questions that we'd like to ask Henry mm. uh, please send it to us straight away so the first one is um, what's been the hardest stigma to break regarding spoken word and poetry or page poetry actually has been the question stigma yeah do you mean a stigma about spoken word? I believe so. Okay. That's, that, that's what they were getting at. Uh, the hardest one to bet. I, I, I would say the one that I've been trying to do more recently is, um, I think lots of people that don't, that aren't into spoken word mm. think that it's a bit narrow and all a bit samey. Um, 
And anyone that is involved in the scene knows that that is not the case. Never the case. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think people's perception is it's just like so deep and, and everyone only writes about the worst thing that's ever happened in their life. And then they capitalize off it's the like, fact that. It's like that trauma porn, right? Trauma like, porn. You yeah. Hear about it, about it, especially totally. in slam poetry. Yeah, yeah. Let's have a little dig at the Americans. But yeah. yeah. I mean, no, I look, we, we love the Americans. Shout out to Penguin <laughs> as well. Yeah. Was, I love that episode. Definitely. Really episode. So, uh, that's the stigma that I try and break down because it's not reflective of the scene that is a part of the scene but also um there's just so much more to it they, mm. they, I, I just think there's so much more to it and and um uh to ignore or yeah just to represent the scene as a whole uh equally um and to not kind of go down a one track route is probably the thing that i've been trying trying to break i'd mm. say maybe that's a good answer i don't know well, I get you. <laughs> uh second question is mm. Why didn't you cut your hair sooner? <laughs> <laughs> Who asked that? I'm not, I'm not telling. Oh, I need a stitch. <laughs> I know. I change my hairstyle like I change my socks. Um, not every day. I wear socks for months. Um, <laughs> don't know why I said that. I, I don't. Um, no, I, I, I always change my hairstyle. Anyone that knows me knows me that pretty much every time they see me, yeah. like if I haven't seen them in a few months, I've got a completely different lid. I don't know why. It's because I'm a, uh, unsure of myself and constantly wanting to try out new things. Yeah. So that's why I had it long. Fair. I get it long. <laughs> I've been like Liam Gallagher before. I've had it bleach blonde. I've had a skinhead. I've had very long. I've had this. I mean, you name it. I've had it mullet. I'm kind of. I've had a bit of a mullet once. Mullet, yeah. I've I, honestly, if you go for my, not urging anyone to do this, but um, if you, if I ever or anyone else does flick through my Facebook photos, I mean, bloody hell, I've tried on a lot of stuff, uh-huh. and I like a I've muppet seen, in yeah. most of them. So, yeah, it has provided many a night's entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the third question uh, from our fans is: Where would you like to see our poetry community or creative scene mm. evolve? Yes. Great question. Whoever asked that one. That's the thing. So look, I want to mainstream spoken word. Um, I think, and also I want to do it for a youth audience because, um, I just feel like, look, when, when we go to open mics, right, it's a youth crowd. Mm. Like people are, kind of typically in their 20s right and obviously teenagers just aren't able to go but, but you, you get a few teenagers here and then you get totally a few, yeah, yeah totally and i absolutely love that but i i feel like so many teenagers aren't really aware of this art form nope. and would not only benefit it benefit from it so much them themselves but they would like it they would start to kind of create a culture uh, like 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 around it but i feel like the barrier to that happening right now is is exposure and um that's what I think we just need to do. We need to create a kind of footprint, um, where young people can see their stories and their voices re- like reflected in poets. They can start writing though. Yeah. I just want it to become a mainstream, um, art form for younger people. Mm. Cause it, cause like poetry and spoken word. There's a couple of segments on things like Radio 4, which is great yeah. and that's kind of cool but it um it obviously serves an older age age group it's not in the forefront of everyone's mind yeah, yeah and i just feel like you know for a younger group there is that bbc words first thing which i think mm. is brilliant um and i think that's kind of great but i just feel like why is there not well-known poets on radio one like if you ask a random teenager in in the street to name to name a rapper they're going to be able to do it yeah. you ask them to name a poet and they're probably not yeah. and i think we i think 
they would like it, but, but they thing, haven't been exposed to it. But the thing is, like, it's crazy because I've done workshops in schools with secondary school kids and I, as part of it, I try to subvert the expectation by showing them like, like a rapper or, you know, like a, a, a poet, like a musical artist. Mm. And then I just explain to them, like, if you break it down, it's poetry. Yeah. It's all poetry. Poetry's all around us, you know, but they don't realize that because it's, they don't call themselves poets. Yeah. You know? And I, I think one, one of the other things is all you need to start doing this unlike most of the art forms, is a pen and paper. You don't need an instrument. You don't yeah. need money to buy anything. You don't need to be, you don't need to be skilled in anything. Yeah. You just need access to a pen and paper, which every single person in, in this country luckily has. Most people, I mean, yeah. come on. So, so it's a accessible art form, which is currently being very much on. I think the, the potential of spoken word is kind of very much un, untouched. Yeah. Un, what am I going to say? Un-something. Un-something. Unfulfilled. Unfulfilled. Yeah. Fulfill yeah. your potential, everyone. Mm. Is there any more to that piece of advice you'd like to give anyone listening who may be thinking of you know, writing or performing yeah. or even wanting to like come on this podcast eventually? Um, so for poets, some advice for poets, uh, record your stuff, make some video content use, using your phone and put it out there. I think... Um, Putting your work out there is the most important thing you can do. Mm. I think lots of people have a lot of pieces that never really see the light of day or they only do them at open mics. And I think that's silly. You need to have, you need to have a, like a kind of page where anyone that can come across your work will find your stuff. Even a website, right? I think a website is a really good idea because, um, you know, if you want to get corporate gigs and, get um, and get, get like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. you need, you need a website or an Instagram for someone to point to. But, um, I think thinking about creating content, which can be shared and is, and is accessible to as large a number of people as possible is what everyone should be doing. Cause other than that, I feel like you're basically a good painter that doesn't paint, you know? Like, do you know what I mean? Well, no, we have to do that. Truth. We need that. We so need yeah, that. that's what we I urge pe- people to do is yeah. create some stuff, videos, audio, start a podcast, whatever, yeah. but just put it out there because we uh, be that helps with yeah, yeah. like the visibility of the scene. Yeah, we're all creatives at heart, all mm. of us. Yeah. Uh, now we're getting onto the part of the show, which is the mm. infamous eyes and ears. Love it, love it. Eyes and ears. That's for so you. eyes and ears is the part of the show where we get a recommendation from our guest, something for our eyes to feast on and something for your ears to find blissful. Yeah, you're good at this. Um, I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning <laughs> from the best. <laughs> okay. So what are your eyes, Henry? My eyes. So yeah, I um, for this one, what I've decided to go for is there's a YouTube channel, which I've recently found, and it's run by a guy called Alvin Zhao. So A-L-V-I-N-Z-H-O-U, right? Okay. And if you're looking for some soothing, beautifully cinematic, perfectly like the sound, sound design is beautiful on these as well, yeah. cooking films. I'm going to call them films because that's what they are. He basically has recipes which involve um, very long and slow Pro, like pro, pro processes to making food. So he's got one, which is a, a hundred hour fudge brownies, right? So it okay. takes him a hundred hours to mad? make it from start to finish. How does he have the time? I, yeah, I, I feel like he's like a student, but 
he shows you the process. It's shot beautifully. Yeah. It's cinematic. It's just brilliant. And my God, these freaking brownies look amazing. So Alvin Zal, go and check him out. He's only started doing this two months ago, right? Oh, that's so proper. We'll recent. be ahead, ahead of the curve, people. But no, I honestly recent. reckon his channel's going to pop off. Yeah. And it is just something about it is captivating. Yeah. So yeah, it's a bit of a weird one, that yeah. one, but I felt like that would be good. No, no, no. no. Check him out. We, we like weird. We like weird and wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's just boring being normal. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, what is your recommendation for ears? So this is one is another podcast. Uh, the podcast is called Making Sense by Sam Harris. Sam Harris. Yeah. So um, he's a guy from the US. He's a liberal in the US. He's um, left left wing, and he uh, is, he's actually a neuroscientist turned political. Uh, and, and like turned political commentator, I guess is the way, yeah. is the way to put it. And I feel like his show, um, he's got loads, about 200 apps on there, but he has conversations and dialogue, which I think right now are so important and, um, are really lacking elsewhere. I mm. think one thing I'm just getting a bit like preachy, but one thing I really noticed with our kind of modern fucked up world, is we're not able to have conversations with people we disagree with without it resulting in shouting, shouting yeah, or, or like yeah. social media 100, trolling. 100% agree. And I think that is really, really dangerous. Like that doesn't lead to a good thing. I think you, if, if you meet someone that disagrees with you, they're the best people to speak to. Exactly. And we've got these like echo chambers where everyone just kind yeah. of thinks that their opinion isn't an opinion. It, it's a fact. And people forget that everything you think is an opinion. Yeah. Mostly, mostly. So anyway, this show um, deals with lots of contemporary social issues in a really, I think, measured uh, way. And I just think people, more people need, need, need to hear it. And look, even if you listen to something that he says or one of his guests says and you disagree with it, like I do for sure. I'm not just like thinking he's the one source of truth, but you still soaked it in. You can, yeah, you can, you can hear someone that you disagree with put a very good case forward to something that you don't think is right. And I think that's um, something we should all be able to do more often. So Making Sense by Sam Harris. Please go and check it out. It's fantastic. Also, his voice is so soothing. I sleep to it. Every uh, night. I love the American accent. It's yeah. good, isn't it? Well, I mean, I don't, to be do honest. Do you not like it? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, it is fine. They, they also I say would... that they love the British accent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll take that as a win. <laughs> no, they. Uh, he's got an incredibly soothing voice because he does like meditation as, yeah, yeah. as well. So if you want a sleep podcast check that check that out cheese mm. versatility it's <laughs> finest oh that's amazing man um i yeah. think we're we're at that part of the show as well this is it we're, mate yeah oh cry cry <laughs> <laughs> getting very emotional on that um where are we gonna end it um this uh incredible experience i just wanted to say off the bat as well thank you henry for letting me do this Oh, fam, you've entrusted me with this, so I appreciate <laughs> it. And I hope I've done you proud and all you listeners proud. Um, yeah. I've been your host, Ace, and 
Thank you very much. Yeah. Honestly, look, thanks, mate, for doing this. Nah. This is kind of a bit weird, isn't it? The this, shooting this was very weird, but I, I enjoyed it. Foot. Did you enjoy it? How did you find it? I did. Yeah. It, uh, weird. I, 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 <laughs> I, I think I prefer being the other on the other side of the of the studio. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, you did a good job. So thank you, mate. No, nah, I appreciate it, man. We learned a lot about you, um, <laughs> and I really hope maybe in another year time we can uh, come back. Not me. I hope someone years. else. Yeah, two, two years. years. I really hope that this evolves into something bright and beautiful because it deserves it, like all and more. You know, I hope so. I yeah. want to keep it growing. In order to do that, actually, can people like if you're still listening, you've got this far through. Well done. Cheers. Can you give it a little rating on Apple because that helps? We so need. only five stars. If you're going talking about fours and being like mm, it's all right, no, yeah. but you can you can you can keep keep quiet. But if you do give it a five stars, that really like helps in the rankings, and the rankings help getting people that wouldn't otherwise come across it. They do. And can I just say, you have evolved so much in a year. <laughs> Like it is insane the work rate that you've been putting in, guys, or everyone who's listening. You won't see it behind the scenes, but I know for a fact, and I've seen it like with my own eyes. Henry's passion for what he does—it's um, nothing like I've ever seen before. And you just deserve all the credit and more. And I know you go, you know, throughout life, and you don't expect anything. But I want to say, you know, thank you for everything. You've shone a light on so many people who deserve to be <laughs> shone. And now you've blessed us with your poetic talent. You know From I mean? my hat into the ring. Oh yeah, finally we got him <laughs> on. We got him on. Um and it was all worth it. And yeah, I wish you nothing but another year of more success, more life, more blessings. Bro, you deserve it, man. Let's let's do it. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Thanks, mate. Thank you for listening to the Word Spoken One Year Anniversary Special. And yeah, we'll see you next week. Cheers. Ciao. Ciao.